Are you listening, Barkesh? The sage thundered. He spoke loud and clear with a strong sense of urgency. Parkesh stared blankly at the old man, whose waxed mustache gave him an almost comical look as he waited for an answer. Could it be true? After seventeen years of sleepless nights, studying the word of the Savior and carrying out his duties in the monastery, they were finally giving him a chance to meet the God of his people. Yes, yes, sir, I'll put on my best clothes and be up in a minute. Parkesh finally said, though it was clear his mind had long left this conversation. Father Percival gave him one more stern look, noted, The Savior doesn't like to be kept waiting, and left out the creaky door to Parkesh's quarters. The common monks weren't given much. The room was dark and damp, buried beneath the magnificent halls of the monastery and given little attention by the caretakers. A snug leather sleeping bag was scrunched up against the wide, rusty pipe that stood in the middle of the room. I've seen prison cells with more comfort than they give us here, rang the voice of Parkesh's old roommate, Jasper, in his head. Once a place where the two friends could hide away from their exhausting lives in the monastery, the room had become a gloomy sight ever since his other half had been promoted. The Savior himself had called upon Jasper not a week past. And now he was surely fulfilling his role as a missionary, spreading the word of the Savior throughout the rest of the world. It was a silly thought, Parkes chuckled, that there were people out there who weren't even aware of our Lord's existence. As he fixed his belt in the mirror, a grin crept across his face. Now it was his turn. He too had been invited to dine with the Savior, to learn of the greater purpose of the monastery, he could leave behind these moldy walls and set off wherever he's pointed. Anything, he thought, would be better than this. Parkesh walked up the stairs leading towards the main hall, only to find two familiar faces waiting for him. It was Father Percival, wielding the holy book in one hand as firmly as one grips a blade, and Father Locke, gesturing towards the tower steps. Our Savior awaits you in the sage's tower. Your meal is on its way, he croaked. Father Locke was an old, bitter man, but he had always been fair with Parkesh. The crack in his voice seemed to hint at sadness. Oh, Father, never fear. Our paths will cross again when I'm on the road, spreading our good Lord's word. Wherever he sends me, it's where I'm meant to be, he reassured the sage. There was no response, but a gentle nod from Father Locke and so he began to climb the long journey up the steps to the room that he was once told never to enter. At the top, after catching his breath, he admired the enormous door before him, carefully cut from maple with a large silver knocker but no handle. He knocked twice, paused, and nervously knocked a third time, but much softer. The door began to creak open inwards, but it was too dark to see what lay inside. Parkesh took a deep breath and stepped through the doorway. The room was warm, the air dense and humid. There was no light but a shimmering violet crease in the darkness ahead of him. He had entered something beyond reality, as the door behind him was swept up like dust in the wind, and the floor below his feet ceased to exist. Parkesh's mind was racing. Finally, a taste of the Savior's true power. It was all real, for there was no other being that could do this. 
that could change the very build of reality, but his Lord himself. My Savior, it is I, Parkesh Hurakari, and I have come to join your feast, he cried out into the darkness. The seam of light across from him began to curve distinctly into a wide, vicious smile, reaching from each end of his point of view. Excellent, hissed the starving god. 